Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon. My name is Jeanette Abney, and I want to thank you for joining me here at Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. I want to first thank my Heavenly Father for blessing me this morning. I also want to thank my loyal listeners for joining me here at Precious Predicaments, as I truly appreciate you guys. And I'm on Facebook Live now, and I had the thing going the opposite way, but I've been rushing, and my daughter told me I have this adrenaline rush. I'm an adrenaline rush junkie because I wait till the last minute and I procrastinate, which has to do with today's topic. Are you ready? You know, it's like ready or not, here I come. Now, tomorrow, we've been looking forward for this day for a while. Ever since 2016, many of us have. And it's sad that due to COVID, many individuals are not here to see this day. And so we have to make sure that we set an agreement with a lot of other individuals that came before us and that are no longer here. Now, even though we have just entered into the month of November, as today is November the 2nd, we have less than 60 days to close out 2020. Now, I've heard a lot of things being said about 2020, whether it was good, whether it was bad, whether it was indifferent, but there's been a lot going on this year. And for some individuals, it has been the worst year ever. For others, they believe there's still hope. Much has happened this year, and many individuals, like I indicated, are no longer amongst the living. Individuals have lost their jobs, had to stay home to educate their children, Our lives look much different in 2020 than it has in any other year that I can think of. Now, with tomorrow's election, it's going to impact the lives of many. Question is, are you ready? I've been watching the news, seeing things. People are boarding up stores. You know, they're taking guns and bullets off of the shelves at Walmart. You know, it's just so much. Are people trying to make us to become paranoid, or are they trying to forewarn us? What's going on? So let's talk about it. So join in on the conversation. Give me a call, 516-387-1914. So I have the first guest calling in. Let me log on. Good afternoon. This is Jeanette Abney. Welcome to Precious Predicaments Blog Talk Radio. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you. Okay. I think I know who this is. So I want to say thank you for calling in. See, I thought at first you were putting it out there. It was playing with, playing with me. You thought I wasn't going to talk about this stuff. (laughs) I always tell individuals, if you got something you want to talk about, let's talk about it because I'm not scared. You know, and and that's the way because, see, people learn differently. And I like the fact of creating a platform to give people a voice so that they can share because this radio podcast is heard in several different languages and in several different countries. And I like to encourage, empower, and help. So, do you want to tell the listeners who you are and what it is you want to talk about? Okay, well, my name is Gregory, as you know, and uh, um, let me see, I'm a Facebook uh, follower of yours, and uh, uh, I like to I, <laughs> I like to talk about the election and what it means to Black people in America and uh, how important it is and. Uh, mm-hmm. And, uh, and and historically, what it means for us. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's interesting, even just with that, because historically, a lot of individuals have no clue. They have no knowledge. I remember getting in trouble when I was a kid 
when it came to the election, and I made a comment to my mother, well, it don't make me no difference. It's not going to impact me. And I was wrong on so many different levels because I didn't know any better. When you know better, you do better, and you watch what comes out of your mouth. Now, let's talk about a little bit historically. What do you want the listeners to know in regards to historically? Because I don't know where you're from. I know I grew up in Compton, California. So where are you from originally? I also I also grew up in Compton. Okay. But my, All right. but my parents but my parents were but my parents were from uh Kentucky and Louisiana respectively. Mm-hmm. And uh mm-hmm. so they bring those values into our home. And uh, you know, they, they, they all left the South because uh the South was uh diabolical and, and very not only repressive, but it was um it was deadly. So, mm-hmm. you know, like all like a lot of blacks migrated to the north and to the west coast, thinking it's another, you know, thinking it's it's a it's a it's a Nirvana for us. So uh-huh. they came here, you know, bright eyed, bushy tailed, and full of optimism, and created uh-huh. a you know created a life created a life here for us. And so uh-huh. every every uh, uh, my first um, my first encounter with with uh, with voting was uh, we lived in Compton in a you know over by 130 30, Fifth and uh, Parmalee around there in those days in the fifties it was really it was very nice you know very new new oh, neighborhood yeah. and and uh, you know as a matter of fact uh, my 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 teacher next door was my kindergarten teacher the Bowdens around the corner was a superintendent of the school the doctor lived across the street mm-hmm. uh, was a teacher on the other side and a real estate agent was her husband etc cetera, etc cetera. we lived in a very upscale kind of black black community yeah. in those days. But in mm-hmm. any case, so uh, I went to school. I, I was in the kindergarten, and uh, the teacher talked about George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, and for some reason that he was talking about the first president and the sixteenth president. And I was in kindergarten, so I went home that day, and there was these white guys. Never seen a white guy before in my life up until that point, and oh. they were canvassing the neighborhood, and I was on the corner in my uh, on my tricycle. And uh, and they said, uh, do you live around here? I said, yeah, we, I live right there. And he said, uh, do you know who your mother and father is voting for? I said, yeah, George Washington, Abraham Lincoln. <laughs> <laughs> wow. But, you know what? But, you know, I, 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 but, but I've had a lifetime, a, a lifetime love affair with politics. I mean, all through school and government, you know, uh, I went to all white school. At Lake, I went to Lakewood High School. And okay. uh, you know, and and gov and gov- study government and political science, etc. Mm-hmm. And uh, um, but in those days, I was uh, I was it was during the the Black Panther movement, etc. Mm-hmm. So I was I had a I I had a black conscious, and I was trying to uh, express that in the arena of oh you know in in, in a in a in a Caucasian school in a Caucasian <laughs> educational system. So they thought you was military, but they said you was opposition or defiant. I, it, well, I wasn't opposition. I wasn't opposing or defiant. I was just speaking, you know, telling it as it was mm-hmm. from a black perspective. And I don't think I, they can say we are you know, just because we're black don't mean we're against them. Because I, cool, I was for right. righteousness no matter what. You know, it was just it was just about being right and being good to people. And and, uh, mm-hmm. and uh, as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the same year I that same year I met Alex Haley two years mm-hmm. before he finished his book his 
roots. And uh-huh. uh, he told me, you know, he, he, he explained to us how we should search our genealogy. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we'll know exactly where we come from. I attempted to, but it, it, became, it was undaunting for me in high school. But well, in any yeah. case, uh, um, uh, the, the main thing about us voting, you know, when you go into, uh, into voting historically, you know, millions of us gave our lives for that one, mm-hmm. uh, for that one right. Not only that, even around the world, you look at the South, the South Africans, uh, uh, Nelson Mandela spent 25 years in prison for one man, one vote rule. Yeah. And it is that important because that is the only bloodless revolution that uh, that is empowered upon any people is to vote. And, you know, it's interesting you said that. And, you know, you and I was going back and forth on Facebook. And, it's you know, my grandmother, when I was a kid, well, before I was born, she lived over there off of, um, over there off of Nestor. And my ex-mother-in-law, she lived off of Parmalee and 137, 38, over in that area. So I'm very well familiar with the West Side. <laughs> so, you know, okay. but but it's interesting. And see, back in those days, yeah, individuals, they had hope. They wanted to make a difference, and they fought for the right to vote. But it's interesting how, as African Americans, a lot of times individuals say, well, my vote don't matter. My vote don't count. And that's not true. And the thing is, we have to not underestimate your vote. And Maya Angelou said that, and I saw it written, and I was like, you know, because sometimes we get up in our mind, well, it don't matter. It do matter. And we got to start from the lower elections in, before we even get up to the higher elections, because it does make a difference. But this year, I mean, we'll say this year, but we had a president that felt like he wasn't caring about nothing that we t- was learned in political science. It seemed like he was just doing his own thing. Now, when we start talking about even with voters intimidation, a lot of individuals, I'm glad that they had the early voting because when I watch the news and look at social media, they're seeing now that we've had a larger or a bigger outcome than we have ever had. They have not, I mean, just the number of people coming out has been amazing. But now we don't know what's going on. We don't know, you know, people are, are, you know, we're hearing so many different rumors. What is your take on that in regards to just voters' intimidation? So when we talk about are you ready, what can people expect? Because South, North Carolina, was it South Carolina? They were talking about individuals with North Carolina. People were pepper sprayed when they were trying to protest or marching. It's like for real? Wait. Well, you know, when you look at voter intimidation, I, I take it in, in, its, in a complete gestalt of the word and a historical perspective because, okay, like uh, uh, what's happening in America right now in voter intimidation is straight out the uh, Nazi brown shirt uh, playbook. I mean, they they did the same thing. I mean, they stood at the polls with with with, with batons, and anyone who had a sign for the opposition party, they were beaten. They were taken to, uh, they were taken to secret Nazi uh, uh, internment buildings and tortured, and and a whole nine yards. And 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 that's how the Nazis swept the party and and and, and uh, uh, swept the election. Uh, and uh, um, and became and, and put Hitler put Hitler in power. And as a matter oh. of fact, Donald Trump Donald Trump is a um, 
uh, a personification. Uh, his political party is a personification of the Hitler Nazi party. If you look at the same thing he's doing as the leader of that party, he uh-huh. is encouraging intimidation. He is encouraging yeah. uh, division. He is encouraging uh, 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 black against whites, against browns, against yellows. And uh-huh. this this is uh, like like and and and, uh, and he he's their leader, uh, their fearless Führer. And he is, um, uh, how should I say, he, 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 to me, it's just like history repeating itself. I it mean, is. I, I it read really it over, I, I read it over and over in history books, and because and I, I couldn't understand how a person like Donald Trump or a person like Hitler could take over the minds of people. And even okay. today, I never thought I'd witness it in my time. And yet, it's happening. I mean, this mm-hmm. guy who's lied who's lied over 20,000 times, they believe. This guy who has uh, 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 thrown our military under the bus and allowed Russians to put, um, uh, to put uh, uh, bounties on our military uh, uh, in Afghanistan. This guy who's, who's in the bed with, 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 with Putin. This guy who, who's like, it's like when you, when, you, when you listen to him, you say, who in their right minds can believe this? And then I go back to Hitler's speeches and I say, who in their right minds would believe this guy? Well, and you know what? And I don't know if people think that because he is going against the grain. I don't know. I, I, I just really don't get it. I said as a therapist, I he's would He's not going against the grain. He, he's not going against the grain. He is a malignant narcissist. He yeah, is, I know. Um, uh, what, he, what, he's, what he's doing, what he's doing is, 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 it's kind of ingenious for him to be so uneducated because, you know, he's paying his way through school. But it's ingenious on a guttural street level uh, because, yes, you know, he, he, runs his, he runs his whole cabinet like the mafia. He runs his cabinet like Hitler did. If you don't believe in what I say, uh, uh, there, there can be no contention in, in, my, in my cabinet. Uh, my will is everything. It's all. And if you if you don't if you don't abide by it, you are out. You are fired. And I and, and you know let the door not hit you, where the dog should have bit you. Yeah. You know I was listening to something. I think it was Friday. I was sitting in one of my office, and he made a comment in regards to the person that's um, closest to him would be Jesus. I said, Oh my God. You know, and it's really sad. I, I don't know if it's people are hypnotized, I, I, and he really believes it. That's the sad part. See, 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 what 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 Donald Trump? I don't think he. Yeah, he does believe because he's a narcissist. But what Donald Trump stands for? Number one, for for these for the uh, uneducated white men, is Mm -hmm. uh, uh, white nationalism. White nationalism. Mm -hmm. He's the only. He's the only. Uh, a politician that's telling these white guys, uh, uh, I understand you. You know you're about to lose power. You know in yeah. twenty in twenty forty, uh, uh, your, your numbers are going to be. You're not going to. You're not going to control the vote. And I understand this. And uh, 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 we have to take over now. And so those white guys, no matter what, no matter what Trump does, he 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 he's going to follow. I mean, they are going to follow him. Yeah. And uh, it's just like what James. It's just like what James Baldwin said. He, the quote went something like, uh, um, uh, I understand those Southern white guys when mm-hmm. uh, um, I, he said, he said, because, uh, uh, wow, I, I forget the exact quote, but it, it, but it, it, was, it, it would have been so, it, 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 it was such a powerful statement uh, um, depicting uh, how they really feel about mm-hmm. integrating anything. 
You know, so here we are. Here we here we are fighting the same, fighting the same fight. And, and before you before you go, before this conversation over, I sure hope we can get into what is the future of the black vote because that's going to, that is that is the most important thing that that uh, um, we must discuss. I mean, or that should be not we, but it should and you be know discussed. What? And we can talk about that. And if anyone want to join in on the conversation, give us a call at five one six three eight seven one nine one four because I would love to hear your thoughts. I really do. Because if you're not ready, I want to know why. And what are you ready for? We don't need to be out acting a fool like most people think we are. We don't need to be walking around here paranoid. We do need to use wisdom, and we need to be mindful. And we need to make sure that we are prepared. You know, individuals are now talking about growing their own food now. They're trying to, you know, and I was having this conversation with my daughter. We need to do better with our finances. Because we can't depend on someone that don't have our best interest. We really don't. I remember when I was a kid, my sister made a comment about the project. And I remember my son's mentality about the project. He looked at it as if, you know, Mom, it looks like the rent is cheap over there. My daughter basically, not my daughter, but my sister basically was, it was a study done. You know, you put people in this place, you give them food, you give them money, you give them the bare minimums, and they're happy with it. No, we can't do that to ourselves. We got to learn how to think outside the box. And, like, when Donald Trump was making a comment about I'm protecting your suburbs and all of that, you know, and it's sad. It is really sad how individuals, when you're trying to do better and educate yourself and moved to upscale neighborhoods, like I said, when you were talking about over there on the west side, you know, people bought them houses back in the early 50s, I think it was late 40s, early 50s when those homes were bought, and that was like a ball when he was in Compton, you know, and a lot of individuals, was they came from Texas, Louisiana, and was buying up property in Compton because that was part of their future, and it goes back to what you indicated, the future of our vote. Let's talk about that a little bit so that we can get ready and become better prepared. You, you know, with that, uh, um, I, I would recommend everyone. I mean, you don't have to read a book. But I would recommend everyone to listen to Malcolm X's The Ballad of the, or the Bullet. He gave mm-hmm. a complete uh, game plan, political game plan for black people. First of all, mm-hmm. he said black people were political were politically immature. And he mm-hmm. said that, you know, the vote the vote for a Republican or a Democrat is like voting for the fox or the wolf. He mm-hmm. said that uh, and, and I'm hearing I'm hearing this this being echoed in a lot of intellectual black circles today. He's saying that black people need a independent political black party. Black uh-huh. political party. So that and give their vote Anyone and, and and Ice Cube he touched on it, you know mm-hmm. he, uh, he has a he has a site he has a site called uh, a contract with Black America, and mm-hmm. and so an independent Black party that has that 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 asks any candidate, do you agree with this contract? Will you sign this contract with the uh, uh, the contract with Black America? And mm-hmm. those are the type of people we need to vote for. However. I don't think he. I don't even think Malcolm could have foreseen a Donald Trump coming right. into power. So, so the first. I mean, our first goal. Our first goal is to get rid of Donald Trump. Then, with the with the with the next, hopefully, I, I don't think the Republic, If Donald Trump loses, they're going to lose all down ballots and everything. The Republicans are going to be like 
They're going to be like uh, um, uh, neutered. They're going to be like um, uh, uh, almost powerless. So. Uh, um, uh, uh, so the next the next Republican that comes up, you can believe he's going to try to get along with everyone. And so I'm not against the Republican Party, but mm-hmm. because the Democratic Party has not filled the promise to Black America, they always let us down. Even under Obama, they let us down. Obama made Black people feel good, but policy wise, Obama did not stop the police harassment. Obama mm-hmm. did not. Uh, 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 did not even Donald Trump. I mean, wait, Obama did not uh, 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 advance prison reform. Obama oh. did not uh, uh, fund uh, uh, historical black colleges like Trump did. You know oh. what I'm saying? These are things to Trump's credit, but he's Correct. only doing it as a demagogue to manipulate Correct. the black vote or to try to manipulate the black vote. But, but, but here Obama is the first black president, and he wouldn't even – Trayvon Martin, he said, hey, that could be my son. They told him to shut up. He never came back to help black people again. He would go to funeral and sing uh, Amazing Grace, and we just thought but he I was – you know, Let me cut you off. Let me say this, and I'm going to say this also as a business owner, being part of the court, playing a – you know, a lot of times, everything is not within your control. It goes back to what we were talking about with a cabinet. Trump do things where he wants the credit, but only what you do for God will last. So sometimes when you are trying and you don't want to make it seem like you just took it on or you trying to just do things for one, you got to do those things for those that need it, and you got to be fair across the board. Now, fair is not always equal. And I tell people that a lot of times, and it seems like that is one of the racism is operating out of fear. Now, I, re, I respectfully, I respect, I respectfully do not agree because it's just the thing. Black people have to start being selfish because for 400 years we've been understanding this man, this system, who always say, "Hey, that's not fair for the other people." We don't care about fair for other people because it's been. It's been it's been exponentially unfair for black people for so long that we are so far behind that we couldn't catch up in another 200 years. So all of that, oh, we have to watch out for those people. We don't have to watch out. Those people have been watching out for themselves. We have to watch out for us exclusively, only us. That's the only way we're going to prosper and, and progress. We have to start being selfish. No more so than we can We can't leave the white folks out. Because the thing is this. This is what Malcolm said. Malcolm said this. Malcolm said this. He said this in the 60s, 64. He said he has, for the last 50 years before him, he has not seen one election that was not split almost down the middle. He said black people have the power to make or break any candidate, any political power, and all the down ballots on top of that. So we have to stop. We we have to stop throwing our our political weight on one side, like the Democrats, like like what uh, Biden said. Who else you gonna vote for? And we keep falling for this. I have a question. Oh, one last thing. One, one last thing. One, one one last thing. One last thing. Obama. I mean, his last four years, he should have yelled at the top of the mountain and said, I'm going to do this regardless. And every time they denied him, he needed to yell some more, and like Trump is doing. Trump, Trump well, is not Trump is not, he, Trump is not giving no quarters. Trump is saying, these are evil people. These people are fake news to me. These people are this and that. These people are taking away this from you. And, they, and that's what Obama should have been doing for black people, me, and yet he I'm didn't. I'm going to say this. I hear what you're saying. I totally hear what you're saying. 
But then my question is this. If you was president, if you, and your name is Gregory, if Gregory was president, and if you start making everything go towards one particular race, because remember, most individuals are biracial. So we got, we mix with all kinds of stuff. I'm listening. I don't care about that. I care about black people and what. Wait, wait, wait. wait. What these ninety-eight percent of black people, ninety-eight percent of black people, is going through. I don't care about the light-skinned people who's coming up. The biracial people is with us. That they can be with us. The white people are with us. They can be with us. But we're not going to be with them. They have to be with us because we moving this. We 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 driving this wagon, and that's what we have to come to. We have to be that selfish. Are we going to get nothing like we've been getting nothing? Okay. Again. I hear exactly what you're saying, but then my question then becomes, we, when we talk about our attitude determines our altitude, and we still need the support of others in order to get that vote to be president, how would you do that with a mindset of, I'm going to only help these individuals and not nobody else? That's what we want to do. They don't have to only help us. They don't have to only help us. First of all, just give us our just give us reparations. Okay, uh, uh, you want our vote? We want reparations. Okay, I'll give you reparations. That that term they don't give us reparations. We go to the next one. We go to independent. Independents don't give us reparations. We have we run our own black leader. And if he uh-huh. don't, even if he don't win, we win. We uh-huh. have to be independent of these people. Everybody else is. They're monoliths, and they are independent. They they are together, and we're not. We are on we are on the side of people tell we're on the side of liberals telling us what to do, what we need, how we can get it. And we ain't getting nothing. Well So we have to stop the, being stupid. Okay. One we're of the things stupid. We're being we're being stupid. We need to be selfish. How would, define, how would you define stupid? Because see we gotta make sure remember, we don't wanna be name calling, we don't wanna be downgrading, we don't wanna it's, be it's, 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 like, it's like what Einstein said. Remember, remember it's what, we got like what Einstein said. It's like what Einstein said. Stupid is doing the same thing and expecting different results. So yeah, we well, stupid. We're doing the same thing and we getting and we get and we getting the same thing, the same results. And we, and we expect different results. Okay. And that's how come that's how come you think hey, that's how come you don't even want to vote. They say why? What are we voting for? A, a Biden that's gonna take us back to the Obama era? Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's 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 talk about a way that we can Encourage because if we, like I said, our attitude determines our attitude. Like I said, I hear exactly what you're saying. And if people doing that in their household, if they're doing it in their homes and their churches, but how do we get ready to become independent? And I understand self actualization. I understand taking care of self. I get that. The way we but become independent is the way we become independent. The way we become independent is to, is to simply start an independent political black party. It could be it could be like like the Panthers did. They started a a, a, a black Panther party and, and and voted in their mayors and council members and stuff in Oakland. Wait, hold on. It could, be, it, it could be called the Black Lives Matter political party. It could be called. Whatever black, whatever party, we, whatever name we give it, but have to be an independent, not an appendage to, but an independent black political party. I'm going to say this, and I mean, I don't speak on, because one thing I, I, I'm not going to say I stay away from politics because I'm not a politician. I'm a business owner, but my, a person told me a long time ago, Jeanette, you don't know how to play the game. I do what's right no matter what. 
is what I do. I own an outpatient drug and alcohol program, and I'm not a recovering drug addict. Never sold drugs, never been on drugs, but I do my best to get to the root of the problem is what I do. I'm firm, but I'm fair, and I'm consistent. If I got to be flexible, I get that. My, my, I remember my daughter telling me when I would have meetings with judges, my daughter said, Mom, you have to stop making people look stupid. Or I don't try to make individuals look stupid, but I will ask them questions that I know that they don't have the answer to to try to get them to understand where some of the individuals that were using drugs was coming from when it came to them being sentenced. So that's the way, and even growing up in Compton, you know, my mother tried to keep us away from a lot of different things, but I have family members that were original Black Panthers. But, and, and I don't know if it was just embedded in me, I don't know. But when we start talking about that, even with the Black Panthers, people had a misconception of the Black Panthers. They didn't know the Black Panthers was out there providing um, food, education, nutrition, you know, that they were trying to uplift individuals. But then individuals start looking at them as a terrorist or all of that negative kind of thing, and that's not what it was about. So the thing is, even for us to get ready, we have to get ready, and it got to start in your home. You know, teaching your grandkids about voting, teaching your kids about voting, teaching them how you can do better, teaching them to be aware. We gotta be aware. Absolutely, of but 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 right now, but right now, hey, but you know something. But uh, uh, Marcus Garvey didn't wait for them for for to teach the children uh, to the, for the parents to teach the children to be the, to be a part of a a black movement. Marcus Garvey stepped on the scene. He understood where black people were. He said, "This is what we need to get to get to this other place. We need to control our businesses. We need to control our economy. We need to start our own stock market. We need to do this and that and the other." He gave parades. He 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 did like Trump did for white people. He 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 um uh, uh um he he became a demagogue for black people, and he and, and black people followed him to the benefit of black people. So we, can, we, we ain't talking about waiting. The youth ain't trying to wait. We need to start something, and they will follow. If it's positive, if it's going toward, if it's going, wait, if it's going for blackness and they know that this is what we need, and you show them this is what we need to progress, then we, we need our black businesses. We need our black communities. We need our black, we need black money. This is what we need. We need it now. The music, the music will come along. The, the rappers will come, the, the NBA basketball players, everybody will come. We just haven't started it. That's it. Let me say this. We I don't, don't need know. To wait no, we don't need to wait no more. We don't need to wait another 100 years to start an independent black party. Okay. All these black people who's voting and getting nothing, they're Did getting nothing. hear me? Yes, Did ma'am. Me? With all yes, the ma'am. knowledge you say you have, with all the passion you have to do this, why don't you get it started? I'm trying. Okay. I'm and what trying. are you what's your but, organization? But you, know, but you know what I don't have? You know what I don't have? You know, what is that? What I don't have is, you know, you know, I'm I'm kinda not good with this social uh uh, uh, uh social networking. You know, I don't even know how to really work Facebook. I have so many Facebook pages. I don't even know how to consolidate them. I don't know how to monetize them. I don't know how to, you know, I, I, the thing is, you know, that's, that I, I'm a, I have a learning curve when it comes to that. However, I'm trying. Okay. I'm trying. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, hey, hey, wait, hold on. As a matter of fact, four years ago, I wrote a black constitution. I have it on, I have a page for, I wrote 
uh, uh, Black Bill of Rights, I, I, I have a page for. I, really, I have all these pages, and I don't know how to make them be, be seen and be known. That's not, you know, I'm, I'm not there yet. What happens is, it's like I said, once attitude determines the attitude, I mean the altitude, I can say, coming from Compton, living in Oceanside, owning businesses in Orange County, I've been through hell in Orange County. The one thing was they underestimated me and they thought I was going to be a typical black person because they didn't know a black people. They didn't know about our culture. They didn't know. Sometimes you got to teach people. You got to teach them. And when you teach them, you know and then you know, you're teaching them. People got to be coachable. But the one thing that I saw, and, and like I said, when we start talking about our own, and I hear what you're saying, sometimes we get more people that will turn on you that you're trying to help. I mean, who cares about her? Let them turn. We, not, we don't care about the see, I, Hold on, hold on. See, see, that's black people's excuse for everything. Uh, no, black people ain't going to go for that. Oh, hold on, hold on. Black people going to turn against you. But let them turn. Hey, what, 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 do, the, what do the people, the rappers be saying? Hey, man, we need haters. Haters is good for us. Haters keep us on, haters keep us on our feet. Let them be. That's their job. I'm asking you how you go through what you're trying to do. If you got people turning on you, I'm talking about promoting what you're trying to do. That's what I'm talking about. No, they could turn, and I just keep going forward. That's it. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't let them beat me down. I'd expect. I'd, I'd expect a percentage of them too. I expect okay. a percentage of them to hey, to, 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 to to fight uh, tooth and nail against doing something different, like all the black women down south who voted, who who who's Democratic voters. And they're getting nothing out the deal, getting pennies and crumbs, begging, okay. begging every year for something. So, you know, all those people can be, they can be convinced that an independent black party is the, is the way that we speak in one voice to get what we want and not what they want to give us. Because what they do right now, what they do, what they do right now, what they, what they, what they, what they're going to do right now is what, if the Democrats win, they're going to hire a few of the uh, uh, more, more, um, uh, the, the, the few black people who help them. And those people are going to be the ones telling us everything is good. Okay. Like they always do. So we have a few black people in the white house telling us how good things are. Okay, but I have a question. And, and, we, and, we, and, and things aren't good. Okay, but I have a question for you. Yes, ma'am. And I will stick on what you said, things are not good. When we talk about our wants and we talk about our needs, some individuals want things that they don't need and some people need things that they don't want. You know, I had a philosophy I used to say, and people used to say you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. I'll tell you I'll make you thirsty as hell. You're going to want that water. But I got to find a way to make you want it. I got to find a way to let you know you need water to live. So when we start talking about, and I'm going to look at you because I've, I've heard of the Battle of the Bullet, the, the Contract of Black America. I, I get all of that. I totally get it. Like I said, I'm not, I'm not downgrading what you're saying, but I'm trying to figure out how to empower, how do we bring people along, how do we get it to where we're educating, not just, I don't want to, I don't want to, it's, it's like I'll give you a prime example. I'm in Compton. My grandson got some friends that come over to visit. His friends are Hispanic. I made steak, 
ribs, greens, red beans and rice. I didn't know my grandson was going to invite nobody over for dinner. The little boy wanted more steak because he's not used to eating steak. He might just be used to eating kind of asada. Do I tell the little boy, you got to go and eat none of our food? Say, I start asking. Listen to this. this. I'm married to a first-generation Colombian whose mother and father is very wealthy. Uh, they don't like what I, they don't like my views. I don't care. You know, I still yeah, I still eat my, my, my red beans and rice, and I share it with I, I, We send them, I made some chili beans the other day and sent them a whole bowl for I don't care what they think about about my views because my because I, I tell them all I tell them all I'm fighting for I'm fighting for the for the souls of black people I'm fighting for yeah. black people that's what I'm fighting for. I let them know it. So I don't care what the other. If they, if they love me, they love me. If they don't, that's their problem. If they like me, they like me. If they hate me, they hate me. I don't care. You know, I, and we and we've been married for. Hey, listen to me. We've been married for. Two, we, listen, we've been married for ten years. Listen, we've been married for ten years. And her and her her uh, Colombian family, the hundreds of them, send me try to send me through hell. I don't care. I mean, they say, hey, come on, you know, you you know, haters is part of life. Yeah. Let me say this, in a way, and I'm a therapist, because you got to remember I'm coming from a therapeutic perspective. Sometimes when we say we don't care, we do care, because it impacts your home and it impacts your marriage. I don't. And it I don't. You don't? But I don't. Your I don't. skin is plastic, and I it absolutely don't. don't. You're good. You're good. Maybe You're good. I thrive on it. Maybe I thrive on it. I don't know, but I don't, because, I, because in my life, I've, I've, I've ran across a lot of white haters, black haters, Asian haters, the Latin haters. I, I, they they all out there. Mm-hmm. I, you know what? I, I meet so many of them. I have on I have on um, uh, 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 glasses, prescription glasses, but they're, it's a it's a video camera. I videotape all of their madness. They're just <laughs> just walking into a store. Just walking into stores and watch Asians uh, uh, follow me around. See how wow. white folks talk. I videotape all of this stuff. I say, wow, this stuff is real. I want to get back to <laughs> with the show when we're talking about are you ready? And I asked the question of wants and needs, and you said about saving the soul. Now, how do you know what their soul I, needs? I, I, what, oh, uh, wow. Uh, well, um, uh, okay, okay, all right, all right, all right. All right, let me let me get back from my digression. Um, uh, it, it's, when I when I say what would make what would make what would make them happy? What would make them come co- co- content? What would make I, them? I, I, what would put them? What would what would put them? What would put them back in harmony? Needs and wants. What? You say their souls. What would put? What would put them back in harmony? Hello. What do you think is going to put them back in harmony? Because apparently, when I was talking about the projects, and for years people thought it was a welfare check, and they didn't. That didn't put people back in harmony. Because when we go to the history of all of this, people got to get ready. And you talking about how would how would how how in the world would welfare checks put anybody back in harmony? Come on now. I mean, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like it seems like this. That's what I'm talking about. What do they need? Give what it, do they need? They need just like what they what they was doing back in this back in the uh, six or, uh, late sixties, uh, even in Watts. They was opening up uh, uh, um, uh, uh, grocery stores. They were mm-hmm. they were really, it, it, even before, huh? They, they had they had what is that? The, the, 
Yeah, they were opening up grocery stores. They had they had they had an economic foundation. The government did help them, and they opened up all of these businesses, which were very successful. Mm-hmm. And then and then the government pulled all of that and did something. You know how they do the twist, and they and and they and they kind of lost it all. And I remember all the down. I remember all the down central before there was uh, segregation. All the down central. That was like the, the Hollywood of of, of black. Of, 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 it was the, the cultural center, the Renaissance of the West so we Coast for black people. Right here, some things are easy Pardon? to do, but are, some things right here because I have a question. Some things are easy to get but hard to keep. How can we help people keep it? How can we first, Okay, first, 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 let's get it. First, let's get it. First, let's okay. work on getting it. We, we're not even working on getting it. We're talking, we're talking fictitiously, well, if they do get it, well, how are they going to keep it? If they, give, if they give every black person a million dollars in reparations and they go out and blow it on Nike shoes, they know, oh, man, you guys are just going to blow your million dollars, your, your reparations off. Well, hey, but a lot of them are going to invest. A lot of them are going to invest in property. A lot of them are going to invest in business. A lot of them are going to invest in their children's education. A lot of them are going to invest to get the hell up out of these out of these screwed up communities. So okay, we can't talk you, about what you're going to do when you get it. First, let's get it. That's what okay, white I, people be saying. White people be saying, you guys don't deserve, you don't need no reparations. You're just going to give it back to us. Hmm. Well, let us, let us, that's our problem. That's not your okay. problem. Your problem, okay. is, your problem is to make sure we get it. Okay. We can go round and round and round and round and round on this. Ain't topic. no round and round. I've been going straight forward. I've been going straight forward. I've been, I've been debunking. I've been, I've been debunking. I've been, de- I've been debunking with, with the, uh, this, 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 this uh, common view of us. I'm, I'm, talk, I'm talking as a mature, I'm talking as a, as a politically, socially mature black person. This is what okay. we need. This is what we have. This is what we should be fighting for. Other than that, we're just wasting our time. In, in this country, we're wasting our time voting. Let me say this. Let me say this. Well, I, I share with you, and I said that I was from Thompson, living on side, businesses in Orange County, San Diego County, Riverside County. When I became a business owner in Orange County, I went to Purity Hill. So they didn't want me as a black woman to have access to a million-dollar company that I didn't even know. Didn't even know I had. Didn't have I didn't know an S-Corp from a C-Corp to an LLC. I had to educate myself. The first book I bought, because a guy was, a little kid was selling um, some stuff from Earl Gray's book, How to Succeed in Business Without Being White. That book taught me everything I need to know. When, even when they tried to take my contracts, I had to write the United States government. I was getting calls from Sacramento because my mother told me, she said, baby, the system is designed to keep people on drugs and you trying to get them sober. So I'm doing drug and alcohol groups. I'm doing a 52-week domestic violence groups. I'm doing parenting. I'm doing all of this to help individuals, and yet I was under attack. I didn't give up. If you Google my name, I'm still in existence. So what I did was I started getting on panels. I started learning what they their policies were, where I could help write policies and stuff like that. That was how I made a difference. Hold on, I got one person calling in. Hi, this is Jeanette. Welcome to Precious Predicaments, Blog Talk Radio, number ending in 22. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Sorry I'm late. Uh, the time change messed me up and everything else. Money's a crazy day. <laughs> so, sorry I missed it. 
Oh, no problem. No, today's topic is are you ready? Now, like I said, we got an election coming up that's tomorrow. Some individuals have <laughs> voted early. Some individuals, you know, are stuck on whether they should vote. Um, I learned from some religions, Je- Jehovah Witnesses don't even believe in voting at all, no matter what their ethnicity is. They just don't vote, you know. So how can we get ready? We, you know, people are acting and we're seeing things where they're out of fear. You know, individuals, we got voter intimidation going on. You know, businesses are prepared for possible unrest that don't have to happen. So what is your take, Michelle, as we're talking about this topic, are you ready? What, are you, what have you done to prepare yourself to get ready for tomorrow and the future? Oh, I just, I did the mail, I got the mail-in thing and I just did it. Okay. That way. So I just, you know, it's it's just, um, I don't know, I think it's a no-win situation, to be honest with you. (laughs) Okay. So to get ready with it, I mean, I don't know how else you can get ready. I think it's a no-win situation. What? How long ago did you mail in your vote, Michelle? Oh, I don't know when they sent it to me. I got it in the mail. I got the thing in the mail, and I was like, "Oh, I can mail it in." Okay, that's good. Like I don't a week remember. ago, a two, maybe a week or two. Okay, ago, because, one or two weeks ago. All right, because they said give it give it ten days at least because the mail system is slowing down right about now. And then they were trying to make well, it. Well, I know I mailed it. Yeah. I know I mailed it in right after it came. Nice, because I really okay. I was surprised that I got it because I didn't think they were. I didn't think they were doing mail. I thought it was you had to go. And then next thing I know, when I got it in the mail, I was like, that's weird. I thought you had to go. So what, I go, well, now I'm just going to do it by that way. What's, what state are you in? California. Okay, all right. Yeah, you're all right. Yeah, yeah. California is very, they're very progressive, and they're, they're counting every single vote. Good for California. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, I'm not, I'm not impressed with I, you know, I don't want to say too much because I know politics is very touchy about with people, and I'm just kind of like, you know what? It's like, you know what? Everybody has their own opinion of what they want to do, and you know, as we get ready, I mean, I'm just my concern is what's going to happen after the election's over. Is you know who wins and who doesn't win, and are we going to have a riot either way? But my question is, why do we have to watch it? Why do, you know, yeah, Trump was on the news talking about the people that were trying to run the boat, the bus off the road. I'm just like, for real? You know, how people, some individuals are passive aggressive. But why do we have to watch it? If we prepare, and like I said, when you know better, you do better. I was watching some individuals, I believe the young boy was autistic and they were Caucasians and they were arguing and going back and forth. And I mean, it, it kind of reminded me of the movie The Purge or, you know, when people are just out of control or we lose control of the game control. But you said something about Michelle that you don't think it matters. What do you mean by that? I said what? You said you don't believe it matters or you don't think it matters. And I want to say thank you I for voting. I don't believe it matters. Whoever wins, I think there's going to be problems either way. Okay. You, know, you know something, Michelle? You, you know something, Michelle? If history showed us anything in recent history, we know that when the Democrats lose, even if the Supreme Court take, take the uh, win away from them, the Democrats just take it on the chin. But we have to be concerned about if, if, Trump's, if Trump lose by a narrow margin, 
Trump is, I mean, he's going to call it out for bloody revolution. I mean, that's, that's my concern. The Democrats are just going to walk away and say, okay, we lost. Trump is going to say, if he loses, Trump is going to say it's rigged, it's fake, uh, they, they cheated me. And he's going to say, rise up, stand up, and stand up, and stand back. And stay, you know what I'm saying? He's, he's going to have to the, the proud count, boy. He's going to want the votes counted. This is, this is my thing about what Orange County. Some people got to learn how to fight different. Learn how to fight different. So sometimes doing the wild, wild west on all the people with what they want. Now, I don't foresee because we're not there yet because they could be ready but they're already ready for that because we can ask what do you think and I don't know if you're looking at it and you're like, hmm, we can't be on leave. We ain't got no choice. You know, so we got to learn how to fight differently. We can't just go be out there acting a fool. That's not how you do the world. So when we start some of these businesses preparing for, for uh, civil unrest, no, we don't need to do that. You know, and even if it's fighting in well, the court, there's a procedure. Well, you're right. We don't need to, but like I like I stated, if the if the if Donald Trump loses, he is not going down without a fight. If the Democrats lose, sure. I mean, they don't take it. Hold on, they don't take it up using every legal means that they have. And if it, if it gets if it gets to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court says that Donald Trump won, the Democrats are going to take it on the chin and move on. But Donald Trump is not that kind of person, and this is reality. Donald Trump is going to say it was rigged, it was fake, they cheated me. We need to rise up, uh, uh, my followers. We'll rise up and fight them with everything you have. That's what Donald Trump is going to do. And if he we gets know it. It's not, it's, if he gets some people out there asking the fool, people are not living for that. They're not having it. We're not living back in our Who's, not, who's not having it? The, po- the police is the, the, in the Midwest. The police in the Midwest. The police is backing the militias. I mean, th- that, these are the only. Th- this is the only way there's going to be unrest, and I can see it coming if Donald Trump loses by a narrow margin. Mm. He's not going to take it. He's not going to take it on the chin. He's not going to say, "Okay, all is fair and love and war." He's not going to do that of because if Donald Trump loses, because because if Donald Trump loses. He has a lot of he has a lot of legal stuff to uh, uh to to confront to not being president. So so he, he Donald Trump is fighting for his life. Donald Trump is fighting for his life. And that's true. I you know what? I agree. I agree with you on that. Because you know, if he loses, then there's other things that he got going on that he got to be held accountable for. So I totally agree with you on that one. But even when we start talking about like I said, Fight differently. Learning how to fight differently. I remember my son told me a long time ago, like I said, and and Michelle, you know where where I told you where I lived before. I had the neighbors from hell. I thought I lived next to the KKK and the, whoever the other man thought he was. I don't know what his issue was, but I remember my son told me. He said, "Mom, you've changed." Problem was, I had to realize I can't be out there acting like I'm in the wild wild west like I was in Compton. When I'm dealing with these folks over here, but I had to learn how to fight differently. Let them know I'm not playing with you. So that's what we look at. Now. And like I said, we do so, have can to I, can, 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 can I tell you something? For, yeah. for for your for your listeners, 
you know, like this is like this is a very, very. I, I'm up under a lot of anguish. My anxiety is is really high looking at this uh, election. But you know what I found? I don't watch the news anymore. I don't. I don't watch. I don't want to see the polls anymore. I'm just gonna wait till it's all over with. And and, and wait till all doing. the dust settles, <laughs> you know, cause, because because watching the news, hey, hey, Trump is ahead. No, Biden is ahead. Oh, they're even. Oh, now I'm like, oh no, 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 no. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna but do this anymore. You know what? You so, just made a good point. That's a good point. People anxiety as a person. I'm getting so many calls for individuals with anxiety, depression, suicidal thoughts. Issues, relationship issues, substance use. This is creating a lot of anxiety and panic. Mm-hmm. We got pandemic that individuals are acting like they're forgetting about. Individuals going to these these rallies and getting left in the cold yeah. and test positive for COVID. It's like for real. You know how you can know something and find a car. You, you, that makes you, no sense. You know, you know something. In 1914, Woodrow Wilson ignored uh, ignored uh, the, the science surrounding influenza, and 30 million people around the world ultimately died from the Spanish flu. So, you know, we kind of repeating that. You know, just ignore this COVID and wait for herd immunity. There's going to be tens of millions of people who are going to die uh, as a result. So, you know, that's something to think about, and 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 that's something that. Uh, uh, that that voters should really think about it is for it is for, it is first and foremost, and this guy is still ignoring that there is even a virus out there. Yeah. And, and, and as a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, the uh, 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 the Pew uh, Research Center estimated that Donald Trump is, re- is re- his rallies are responsible for thirty million infections. I mean, sorry, for thirty thousand infections and seven hundred deaths so far. And you keep doing it. And that's the sad part. It's like, what is it about individuals that are following that lead? I don't even like going to the fo- a football game. I'm not sitting in a football game in the rain and the cold. So why am I going to go to a rally? That don't make no sense. And then knowing it's a, a pandemic out there. So, no. And, and, and you're talking about but the black. You know, but, but, but you know what? But you know what? But you know what? That's an important, important point. That's an important point because what kind of people – would follow a leader that says, "Come out and die." Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, it, it, that's, that, that's a show, that's, that, 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 that shows that that shows that that shows the mentality of his followers. They're ready to go to a rally and they know and, and potentially die. So, I mean, Democrats Democrats ain't ready to do that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not ready to go to a Obama or Biden rally and die. At least they have them in uh, drive-in, drive-in theaters, and you sit in your car. You know. Well, I mean, I mean, you know, I don't even want to go nowhere when I when I ain't gonna get no food. <laughs> you know, but like I said, it's the mindset of the individuals, and what happens is. You know, people are able, and that's the thing about when we talk about leadership, you know, and the charisma. you got to be able to meet people where they are. If you've got a bunch of individuals and you can round them up and get them out there to go act the food, that's what they go do. If you have a bunch of individuals and you can stimulate them intellectually to get them to make informed decisions, that's what they're going to do. It's kind of like when I was asking you, you were talking about starting your movement, and you were talking about you don't know 
in regards to are you struggle or have difficulties with social media. You find someone that knows how to do it, and then they can either teach you or they can do the work for you. But I learned that even when I let people do the work for me, I make sure I learn too. We got to be teachable. We got to be coachable. And if a person is not teachable or coachable and they're showing bad character, then that's a wrap. I, I can't. I, I'm not going to follow you. I'm not going to drink the Kool-Aid with you. You know, so we have to do better. And part of it is when you know better, you do better. You know, even as we're talking about the anxiety, you've got individuals fighting amongst their, their families. You know, individuals are, even with this election, I'm getting individuals that are like, my parents are Republican, and they believe this, and I don't believe that, and I went to college. And, and it is just so sad in regards to what we said, but it's all predicted. Tomorrow's show, we're going to be talking about Revelation. And I was telling a young lady that's more of a biblical scholar, even reading the Bible, that was part of the Bible I did not want to read. I didn't even want to know about. I knew the name would say, well, our days are numbered and we're living in our last days. I've heard it, but we're going to be talking about Revelations even tomorrow. How all of this is I'm going to be up front and honest with you. I've read, I've read the Bible. As a matter of fact, at 12 years old, I had to write the entire New Testament. I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, front and back, two or three or four times. And I'm just going to say this. Don't hate me. I don't believe I any of it. And let me say this also. It's like what Malcolm said. If it, it's, like, it's like what Malcolm said, and we, didn't, and we, um, and, and we, we were there today. Malcolm said, first and foremost, I want to say that I'm a Muslim. I have my Muslim values. You're a Christian, a Buddhist, but we are going to put that in the closet, and we're going to mm-hmm. handle the business of black people. And so that, I mean, I just want to throw that out there. Because to me, it don't matter what your religion is. Politically, if we're moving in the same direction, then uh, uh, that's a, that for the betterment of everyone, regardless if you're a Christian. Because you're not catching hell because you're a Christian. You're catching hell because you're black. Malcolm wasn't catching hell because he was Muslim. He was catching hell because he was black. So with that in mind, that is our that 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 is our unifying force, and you can ask Jesus to help you to unify in that way and whatnot. But our, but but we have to put that aside when we're doing things politically in order to move everyone forward. I just want to throw that out there. Thank you. I appreciate that because that's what we were going round and round in the beginning of the show when I was talking to you. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> that's exactly, and that's how we get things done. And people are not going to always agree. They go throw a monkey wrench in there just because to rile you up, but doesn't mean you got to be riled up. People can't push buttons. People think I get people think people think I get riled up, but I speak passionately when I speak. I mean, it might be, people say, "Oh, you're speaking in anger." No, I'm not. I'm just I just speak loud and passionately. And yeah. you know, if that's a turn off, if that's a turn off, then I won't speak. I let someone else speak as long as we well, get the message across. It's not individuals, like I said, people tone, people go perceive, people think what they want to think. But the, it goes back to, and I want to got a minute left on the show. Are you ready? So I'm gonna ask you, Michelle, first. Are you ready, Michelle? Are you ready for your I'm tomorrow? Ready. I'm ready. For what I, I'm doing exactly what he's doing. I'm gonna. I'm just. I'm not turning the TV on. I'm not turning news on. I'm ready. So I'm ready for whatever's going to happen because I can't control it. And just like he said, you know, 
I you talk talk a certain way, people think you're angry or whatever, and it's like you know what? I, I just won't talk. <laughs> and Jeanette, you know, you already know. Well, uh, Michelle, you get <laughs> you piss so many people off. It don't matter what ethnicity they are, you will piss them off. You <laughs> you piss off more white Thank people. You very much. It's not yeah. trouble. <laughs> I love you to death too, girl. Get me in trouble. So, okay, so Gregory, next um, question for you. Are you ready? I sure like the street adage go. If you stay ready, you don't have to get ready. And I stay ready. Okay. That's and I'm going to say I'm, mm-hmm, I'm ready too. So whatever you throw my way, I'm ready. I'm going to learn how to deal with it. I'm going to learn how to fight differently. I'm going to learn to make sure I get my three acres in a mule. I'm going to learn how to make sure that I'm doing the right thing no matter what. So, again, tomorrow, we should have already been preparing ourselves for this because we had some time. But make sure you stay safe. Don't go out there and act up. You know, uh, when we talk about voters' intimidation, don't be intimidated. Don't let them make you afraid to vote. And like Maya Angelou said, don't underestimate your vote. Even if we are talking about the presidential election, we got um, propositions on the ballot. We have um, bonds on the ballot. We got a whole lot of things. And if you don't like something, do something about it. Start getting together and, and going to your congressman or going to your assembly person and writing bills and doing these things in order to make a difference. And so, like, you're talking about in regards to a business, find you a location. Yes, they are raising property taxes. I pay taxes on buildings I don't even own. And I'm like, why I got to pay the taxes on it? But you know what? But you got to educate yourself so that you can learn how to, like I said with myself, learn the difference between an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp. Don't let that intimidate you. You know, we got to go back to understanding generational wealth. We got to go back to knowing how to do with our money. And if you find someone and they disagree, don't let them discourage you. Don't let them talk you out of what God has for you. So it's, it's a lot of it is in our mind. I When I was coaching, and I was telling somebody this the other day, I can take a person out of their game even if I'm not even athletic because all I got to do is get in your head. What do I do? Get done. Mike Tyson was a living witness of that one. But we got to stay on the right track and don't be on the wrong side of history. What was you going to say, Michelle? No, I was just going to say, um, no, you have to say, yes, if you just you just stay ready, that's all, because no matter which way, like I said, it goes, somebody's not going to be happy, and right. unfortunately, unfortunately, what you're saying is what should happen, but I know what's going to happen is that somebody's going to start a riot, or they're going to start some bullshit. Excuse my well, friend. They better not be knocking on my door with no BS, because I am so <laughs> not... <laughs> I turned the TV on yesterday for a few minutes, and there was something on, and I said, oh, I've got to get rid of this channel. I was looking for my kids for something, and I heard mm-hmm. somebody say, you know, that your neighbor will know who you voted for, and I guess it's public knowledge, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, do you want to you cause know, more headaches? We can't be silent no more. Why you got to be silent? First of all, it's nobody's business. Secondly, I know. you want to vote for. But again, it's a way of people targeting individuals. But 
say what you mean, mean what you say. If you want something different, sometimes we got to do something different. But in regards to anxiety, breathe. Please be safe. Please stay healthy. Fear not. And make sure we do what we're supposed to do. So until tomorrow, like I said, and I know the book of Revelations is really big because people have already brought that to my attention, but we're going to be talking about that because we want to make sure that we do have a better tomorrow, despite what we're looking at right now. So again, I want to thank you for joining us here at Precious Predicaments Block Talk Radio, and thank you, Gregory. I appreciate you, and I appreciate you too, Michelle. I didn't get a chance to go and see anybody else's comments because I was on Facebook Live today also. So thank you very much. Take care and be safe. Take care. Okay, pleasure. Bye. Bye. Bye.